Welcome into DTC. My name is Joe. In just a minute, I'm going to bring in my guest, Just Blaze. He was on the show last week, uh, maybe two weeks ago, talking about the NBA. The M- we are doing a previews final at the time. Since that time, the finals have ended. The LeBrons got swept. And in D.C., we've been consumed with Caps fever and uh, the Stanley Cup victory that they brought home, the trophy that we've we've seen all over social media that's been taking uh, dives into fountains. It's been to, on rooftop bars. It's been everywhere, including the parade earlier today in D.C. And uh, I'll tell you, for somebody who's never seen anything like that up close and personal in my adult life, it was incredible to see the amount of people, to see the amount of fans, to see the cup itself. It's huge. And by the time Ovi got to where I was standing at 12th and Constitution, you could tell he was tired and he wasn't even halfway through. It was an amazing spectacle for everyone that was down there. DC came out in force. It was a ton of fun, and and the town is certainly starting to become a hockey town. But for tonight, we're going to change gears. We're going to put a bow on the NBA season, which ended last week. We're going to talk a little bit about the Warriors and what this win means for their dynasty, air quotes on dynasty, because, well, we'll get into it. We'll talk about what comes next for LeBron. We'll talk about the state of the league and what needs to happen for the league to recoup and recover and bounce back from what appears to have been a very down year for them as far as the NBA ratings go, finals go in particular. The finals did not do well compared to last year or the year before. And as we all know, it's been the same teams over and over and over. So this is a bad trend that the NBA is going to definitely need to reverse. And oh, by the way, the NHL playoff ratings were through the roof. And not just in D.C. and not just in Tampa and not just in Vegas, where uh, many of the teams uh, that you know were challenging for the cup reside, but across the board they were up. The people were really fascinated and pulled into hockey, and hockey has got a whole new generation of fans. I think after this year, definitely in D.C. but maybe elsewhere. But I digress again. Let's stay on the NBA, or let's at least try to stay on the NBA. My man Justin, welcome back to the show. The NBA finals are over. They, the LeBrons got swept. What happens from here with regards to the Warriors and Dynasty talk? How do you see this team? I mean, it didn't. they really weren't challenged. I think JR is going to eat a lot of this one for a long time. It's going to go down as his greatest, hit, his greatest hit and his greatest blunder at the same time. I mean, I never, I never thought of him to be a, a, you know, a bright individual, but certainly <laughs> he cost them, he cost them the series. There's just no way around it. They had a chance to steal game one. It didn't happen. You know, they get swept. It's over. Before we get into the LeBron speculation, let's just talk about the series itself. It wasn't competitive. You know, I think you you had called it in four. I jokingly told you I think they win it in three because I mean, yep. there's just no challenge here. So. What happens now? I mean, what happens now? You know, in retrospect, it's been five, six days. Where are you on the NBA, the Warriors, you know, LeBron, Cleveland, and all things uh, all things finals? Uh, well, first of all, th- the way you say the LeBrons, it had me laughing, man. I got to give you credit, Joe. <laughs> that was good. But, um, man, I mean, I was very unenthused is the word I would use for this finals. I was very unenthused watching this NBA finals. I mean, as the world knew it was a foregone conclusion that the Warriors gonna were going to win. It was just a matter of in four games, in five games, in two games, in two quarters, they were going to win regardless. And the fact that there wasn't enough being talked about in the media about actual basketball play let you know let you know enough about how lopsided the finals was. It was more talk about who's going to win Finals MVP over who will win the actual finals. 
And instead of having basketball adjustments for the Cavaliers, it was more so about what is LeBron going next in free agency? They were talking about that before the finals even finished. So it was a terrible finals overall. And as far as the Warriors going dynastic purposes, I mean, I, I guess three, three and four years, I guess you can start to put them in a conversation now. But to me, because they faced the same team for four years and also they had a couple of injuries gone their way they've been on the, ben- the beneficiary side of some of those injuries i'm still pumping the brakes on a dynasty i still need to see maybe a no or maybe another championship or two maybe because i feel like a little bit they're two different teams there are teams without their team without kevin durant the team with kevin durant and so i mean i feel like you gotta pump the brakes on a dynasty yet but they're well on their way i feel like maybe one or two more then we can start talking. I think they got their work cut out for them to challenge one or two more times. Though. This is, I mean, Durant took a pay cut. There's no guarantee he does that again. You mm-hmm. know, the the clown posse that they got on the bench over there between JaVel McGee and Nick Young, two oh, guys that we know unfortunately very well. It's terrible that we have to call them champions now in JaVel times two. Terrible. I mean, these guys are, you know, they, I don't even know how to say this. I suppose they are smart enough to understand that they're better off just staying there and dealing with whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever crow they got to eat then you know, trying to go make a name for themselves or, or trying to revive their careers elsewhere. I mean, they're champions, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Well, for them, it's a smart play. Though. It's a smart play for them to stay there and go stay. That would be their best option to stay there, and I would hope they're smart enough to lobby themselves to stay there. That's the best spot for them. They Again, don't have much I mean, pressure on them. These guys are, are not smart. Swaggy, <laughs> I mean, Javel in particular, but Swaggy's not <laughs> far behind him. So, yeah, you would think you would just stay there and keep winning. David yeah. West is a guy that they're going to have to make a decision on too. I mean, he is so far mm-hmm. removed from you know his his All Star days at this point. Of uh, course, you know they're going to have to make some adjustments here. Well, he's you a can't... vet presence. He's just a veteran sure. presence yeah. at this point. Well, but you, I could certainly argue at this point that you don't you don't need it. I mean, with the with the studs you got in that starting lineup, you know, Livingston is the one guy that they they have to kind of maintain and keep. And I've been watching him since mm-hmm. he was a rookie with the Clippers. You know, and then his knees, I think one or two of his knees went bad. But anyway, uh, you know, they're going to have to make some decisions this offseason. I don't know if you get to keep Durant on the, uh, you know, on the cheap the way they have the last couple of seasons. I mean, mm. if he went there to get his ring, he got he got it. I mean, he got two he got of two. them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why does this need to continue? I mean, maybe is there some, by some crazy chance, you know, could he find his way back to OKC if... It won't happen with Russ there, but Russ seems like he's ready to go too. So I don't know. There's a lot going on in you know in Golden State. I, I'll tell you, I watched a little bit of that parade today while we were standing in the street mm-hmm. waiting for uh, for the Caps parade to take place. It was interesting, season. man. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you know, but you know, I just didn't feel anything. Like, what have you accomplished? Like, you built a super team. You beat a you beat an inferior team lopsidedly. Like, there just wasn't a lot there. I'm not sure what we're celebrating here. Are we celebrating? That you know, Steve Kerr can autopilot coach a team. Are we? I mean, because Luke Walton coached that team to, to was twenty three straight victories. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it two seasons ago before yep. Durant arrived? So yeah, you know they they haven't lived up to their seventy three and nine season. They haven't, like you said, they really haven't been challenged in the West. Houston gave them a good run for their money, and Houston's a pretty bad Houston team too, a- right? I mean, you look at that team; it's Harden, <laughs> and sometimes Chris Paul, or you know, you want to count him as half a superstar at this point with his knee and his situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, who, but, who was the best? Team I mean, the, West that they beat. I, I mean, it, it Houston. I think Houston was actually a pretty good team this year. Actually, I think they had great cohesion this year. I think they played excellent defense. I think they played 
excellent offense. And I think they just had the grit that you need to beat a team like the Warriors. I mean, I'll say this. I I mean, I got to give them credit because they did win. And at the end of the day, you can only play who's in front of you. Sure. So you got to give them credit for they went for their win, but <clears throat> at the end of the day, I just would like to, I would rather see a little bit more parity in the league as far as their super super team that they do have in Golden State. I mean, I, I hated Kevin Durant's move going to Golden State, but I see why he make he made the choice. I mean, he obviously wanted to stack the deck and win championships, and if that's what he wanted to do, he has succeeded with that, but. I mean, I don't but know. Doesn't a part of him? Don't you think a part of him also though wants to <laughs> see if he can do it on his own? Doesn't a part of you just want to? He should. See if he, a part of him should want would to have, do that. And I would imagine that it's there. I, I I don't know. Like the other guys were all drafted by the Warriors, right? So I think their narrative is going to be different. But Durant in particular, you can't be considered the best if you're playing. Like it's hard for me to say Kevin Durant is the best player on the planet, even the best player on the Western Conference, when he's playing with a team that has so many other options and. You know, I just want to touch on something I said about like the Rockets. They they were the best opponent that the Warriors faced. I yeah. don't I don't disagree on that front. I'm just saying overall the team wasn't very good either. I mean, they exposed the you know the flaw in Golden State in that they don't have a bench, but frankly they didn't have a bench either. So, you know, they it was a little bit of luck, maybe a lot of luck because Ooh. the way the way Harden was playing. But you gotta. I would certainly argue. No, but Harden that, really didn't play that well, though. Well, in I that know. series, he didn't play the greatest you, up to his MVP form. You're totally right. And if you gotta, yeah. I would certainly argue if Chris Paul is healthy, they they gotta win either six or I mean either game six or seven. They yeah. would have won. And if mm-hmm. the Rockets had faced this Cleveland Cavaliers team, they probably would have beat them too. So, you know, mm-hmm. what does that say about like to me? I, I'm looking at this a little bit more holistically now, and I'm looking at the NBA. I'm saying. Okay, the NBA has a problem, right? When you look at the other major sports in America, um, whether it's the NHL where you routinely get a champion that comes from the lower seeds going into the playoffs, baseball we see it all the time, in football we see it, the wildcard team gets hot, uh, the Giants have done it several times where they make a run from the, from the sixth position going into the playoffs. In the NBA, it's it's basically the top two teams, and in this case, Cleveland, you know, last year they threw away the regular season partying it away in um, in Miami, if you recall, and they let Boston have the one seed. But ultimately, it was basically LeBron saying, I, I don't care what seed I go in. I'm the best player, and I'll end up in the finals anyway. So the NBA, to me, has a big problem because you have these pseudo-super teams that haven't lived up to the hype, and they look like spectacular failures. OKC is the one that really stands out to me. You have young teams like Utah that have been built you know, very m- mindfully through the draft and through limited free agency that can't continue to improve and get over the hump because you have these other super teams like the Warriors kind of blocking them or stopping them. It's just, a, it's bad for the league. I mean, you're going to, mm-hmm. I, I mean, ironically, you go back seven, eight years when LeBron went to Miami and he did his whole like, not one, not two thing, right? Like, or mm-hmm. not five, not six. Like, he's been there a, mm-hmm. a bazillion times, but yeah, how does he get beyond where he is I right just, now? I just think that the, t- the NBA is just very top heavy. I will say that way because they have, about let's say a good three or four really good teams great teams they have one incredible team and then you have about two or three great teams and then the rest of the teams are probably mediocre middle of the pack and then you have a few scrubs at the bottom the bottom of the barrel the scrap heap but as far as lebron james goes i mean he's got a, he's got some big decisions to make this summer. I'm not going to lie. I think this decision this summer might be more important than the decision that he did in 2010. 
I think because this decision right here is is really setting up the rest of his career, unless he does the normal one and one, which I think he might do. But right here shapes the rest of the career. Le- LeBron James Act Three, I guess I like to call it, and his decision will really impact the balance of power in the NBA again, as it normally does when LeBron James is a free agent. So as far as parity goes, his decision has a major impact on the way the dominoes fall in free agency. And I'm looking forward to, to, to see his decision. And I mean, we could talk about what decisions I mean, we where think do you, he will so make. Where do you see him going? I mean, the front runner right now is Philly, mm-hmm. right? To join the young two in, in, in Philly. I think there's even money right now on the Lakers as well, potentially that considering DeMarcus Cousins and Paul George are, are being linked there. That would be a really interesting team. But anything in the West that's not the Warriors is a is a is an uphill climb for him. And I, I just don't see how he reconciles that if he really wants to play for championships. I, I think he's gotta stay in the East. I, I mean, I, I think we talked about this. Like I, I could actually see him going back to Miami. At least that way. Oh, I can you know, see that also. I, I can kind of see the Miami thing. I don't. I don't see the Philly thing. I'm not sure. I, I would understand why Philly would want him, but I would also understand why they wouldn't because they're they're on the rise on their own. You know, I can't see him going to. I, I mean, the only other team that kind of makes sense is the Wizards, and I just don't see him in a Wizards uniform. But if he stepped in here, oh, not at all. That's not happening. Joe. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, it's not <laughs> happening, and, and frankly, I don't, I'm not even. I haven't convinced myself I want it to happen. But the Wizards would have to find out. Ernie Grunfeld would actually have to do his job, find a way True to that. offload Auto, which is not going to happen. Find a way to get a package big enough, you know, to entice Cleveland to like. I just, it's not going to happen. Period. It's not going to happen. But. But the Wizards are kind of yeah. set up for him. Philly makes sense to some extent. And and Miami makes sense just from a legacy perspective where no one's going to trash him because he played for two teams over the course of a 20-year career. Like that that's that's not going to be as as um you know as crushing so, in the narrative if as if he goes to the Lakers. So Joe, so hear me out on this one. You tell me what you think. This was my scenario that I thought and I came up with, which I I hope not that I hope, I really don't care what happens, but which I think should happen if the Cavs are in the best position to keep LeBron, which I think he ultimately, I think he's going to stay inside a one plus one. But I, what I think this summer, what they should do is I think right now, without a doubt, they should trade that eighth pick that they have coming in. Trade that eighth pick plus a filler like a Jordan Clarkson, maybe a, maybe a Rodney Hood. Trade that, trade that pick to Charlotte for Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker is on the market. MJ wants to start new with a new face of his franchise. He was Kemba Walker was on at the was excuse me was on the deadline, excuse me at the trade deadline. He was on the market, and it was obvious that MJ wanted to move on, and he was accepting calls for him. So I feel like Kemba Walker over there on the Cavs will be a phenomenal fit for them. He can be a Kyrie light in a way to him. He can still get you twenty five a night. He can get you twenty three a night. He can hit those clutch buckets. We know LeBron needs a closer. Kemba Walker can be that guy. You can keep Kemba Love there. And then also with their little mid-level exception, they can sign a guy like Jaleel Okafor. He might he might take that $5 million. Somebody like uh, Rudy Gay might take that $5 million. Somebody like Avery Bradley might take that $5 million. You never know. A lot of players would take less to come play with LeBron. So I think the number one domino, though, is to either try to acquire Paul George, which I think would be tough. I don't think Paul George is going there. I don't think San Antonio is letting go of Kawhi. So I think you have to find a star via trade. And I think Kemba Walker is that star that I think will propel them to back to the top of the East. 
I don't hey, listen. If that happens, I'd you know I'd go from uninterested to really interested again because yeah. You know, I, so I you know, like that fit? I, I do like that fit. Although you know I do like it a lot actually, but I, I the Cavs have to find a way to dump a lot of contracts. They they are over. No, I mean, but they don't have to do a lot to make that work because Kemba. He, I mean, they got to move Tristan. Get... They, they're going to have to move Tristan. Right? No, so, but they can keep Tristan and un, um keep uh Kemba Walker. All they have to do is unload Jordan Clarkson along with him. But they are a they are giving that eighth pick along with Jordan Clarkson. So in order to eat Jordan Clarkson, you take you're getting the number the number eight pick in the draft, which is a win for Charlotte. They want to do franchise star. But they're trying really, to get rid of Kemba. But you got Kyle Corver making like sixteen million this year, seventeen million or sixteen and seventeen in the in the next couple of years. You got Rodney Hood making crazy money. You got I mean Jeff. Well, Rodney Green has is, a free agent. He's off the cap now. And, oh, who and Jeff Green. Tristan, yeah, Rodney Hood under. is off the cap. Um, um, Jeff Green Smith. is off the cap. Also, JL Smith is under the cap. He's making he a is. ton of money. He no, is. no one's trading for him, right? So, oh, not at all, not at all. You know, but they did get rid of Shumper last year. Let's not forget he was making ten million, and Sacramento Kings actually took him. Yeah, so that's cra- true. Crazy I, things happen, you know. But I think Kevin Love, I think Kevin Love wants to change the scenery. I could see him going to L.A. or asking to get traded out to L.A. I could also see him in a San Antonio, uh, you know, jersey. To be honest, too, I think. I, See, I disagree with you. I think Kawhi is on the block, and I think Kawhi and Aldridge. I think, so. I think the two of them get traded together personally. Um, really? I, yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, why not? The Spurs, yeah. whether it's Pop or someone else filling in until he comes back. I mean, Aldridge has expressed his frustration and his desire to leave. That Kawhi situation is odd for a guy that was so likable and lovable. It is. You know, it, it seems like he's really made up his mind. He wants out. You know, that's I a really there. nice package. I agree there. That's a nice package for a team. You know whether it's starting from you know starting from scratch in Charlotte or L.A. for example with the Lakers or in Cleveland like Cleveland, you know there's enough money there that if if San Antonio is serious about starting over there's enough there to buy out some of these guys after a trade. I just don't know. I just can't see it happening. That pop I can't see that. No, they they never they they don't make drastic changes like that. San Antonio as a franchise, that's never really been there. Oh, I agree. All. Aldridge was yeah. an outlier, right? When they brought him into exactly, with. but the fact exactly. that he's kind of, you know, making noise and says, "I want to go, I want to go." Yeah, I, I, I don't think like, Pop but I doesn't. I think he's do calmed well. down a little bit because of the absence of Kawhi. I think he calmed down. I, I do agree with you. I think they, sh- I think Kawhi does low key want to move on to a major market and make make his name somewhere else and I would be fine with that. I would love to see Kawhi traded to be honest. That would that would be nice. And um we'll see how that goes, man. But I, I think I think the Spurs might be too hesitant to actually trade Kawhi. Because I think Pop will try to smooth it out as much as he can. But if Kawhi wants to go, that man wants to go. Yeah. 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 And if he and he's worth a lot. I mean they're gonna get a lot, a lot. in return for him, right? Yeah. You know, so I'm sure. so I'm looking at this roster, the Cleveland roster now, right? Kevin Love is going to make uh, 24 next year, 25 the year after. George mm-hmm. Hill, George Hill, I can't believe George Hill. What's he making like 19? 19 next Ridiculous. season, 18 oh the my following. God. Tristan Thompson's making 17 and a half, and then 18 and a half. J.R. Smith Good is making 14 and a half and 15 and a half. Good lord. Jordan Clarkson's going to make 12 and a half and 13 and a half. You know, Good like, Lord. and Kyle Korver. I mean, the the guy is five hundred years old. He's making eight and eight and nine, respectively. So, like, they this is a. I mean, LeBron James, the GM, is terrible at his job. <laughs> terrible, you know. And this is his own doing. Now, ironically, if he leaves, you know, they're gonna have thirty five million to spend, and they can go get whoever they want with that money. 
they'd have enough money to, to bring in two, three people even. But I don't know if a core of Kevin Love and J.R. Smith is going to entice anybody to go there. So Cleveland Not is, you know, iron, the irony of 10 years later being in the, or however long it's been, being in the same exact spot. You know, 2010, they were in this spot. They let LeBron kind of uh, engineer the roster. You end up with uh, with Shaq at some point and Antoine Jameson and a bunch of other cast-offs at, you know, <laughs> late in their career. And look at where they are right now. He's going to bolt, and they, they're going to have nothing again. And Kyrie's gone, like, on top of it. Like, your one, you know, saving grace was Kyrie, and he's not there either. And, oh, by the way, Boston's going to be really good next year. So, you know, it's the only interesting storyline to me right now is what happens with LeBron because, you know, depending on where he decides to go play for the next, for basically for the rest of his career, it may shift the balance. But, you know, this is the problem with the NBA today, right? Like, I'm a Washington Wizards fan. There's no chance that the Wizards compete for the championship next year the way that nope. the league is currently constructed. It, it cannot happen unless they, I mean, unless they somehow land LeBron James, which is not going to happen. So, you know, that's that's terrible for the league. And again, like, I think parity, there's a lot of stars in the league, but they're just, they happen to be on the same team, which is really bad. And the product yeah. we got in the finals was terrible. So, you know, the, the draft is coming up. It seems like nobody cares. Uh, I mean, the, the season, you know, I, I used to have a gripe with how long it was. I don't anymore. Um, but, you know, the reality is you got guys, you got these old timers on TV like Chuck and Shaq talking about how everyone's soft and everybody's too sensitive. And, you know, I don't disagree <laughs> with them. But the flip side of it is, you know, the ratings aren't there either. Like LeBron isn't the, he's still a draw. But you would think LeBron and the Cavaliers versus Durant and the Warriors would do better each year. And it's it's actually been the opposite. I mean. Well, that's because this year was so lopsided. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. I mean, f- nobody wants to sweep- see a sweep, especially in the finals. Nobody wants to see that. You know, you got to give them at least one. You know, it's just, it's tough. It's tough to be excited. It was. It's tough to be excited. It was tough to be excited about the series before it started. And now here we are, and there's there's really not much to, to pay attention to with the exception of, you know, where does James go? And does, you know, is Kevin Durant really serious about going back to the Warriors? I think there's a chance, and I won't make it a big chance, but I'm gonna go I like. I think he's. I think he's going back. I think he's definitely going back. I, I said. I think he's gonna sign like a one year deal because he has a few options. He could sign one year, a one year deal for thirty mil, or he can. Um, he can sign a four year deal. I think it's for like a hundred and fifty, or he can sign one of those one plus ones and then re uh, have a contract extension after that plus one. And then get that super max at five years, two hundred million dollars stuff. So, if you're the Warriors, would you entertain the idea of not resigning him? Oh, I would definitely entertain that idea. Yeah, if I'm the Warriors, yeah, I would entertain it because I mean, he came there. You got your two titles. I mean, you can start to you can always you can replace Kevin Durant's production on the Warriors. Ooh, that's, that's that's the rare statement. thing. That's a hot it take. Is. You can replace his production. You can't replace the impact of a player that he is, but you can replace his production. Because right now, what Durant is for the Warriors is basically a scoring machine mercenary right now. That's what he is for the Warriors. So you can replace that production with the way they spread the floor. Steph can pick it up. Of course, we know he can get you 29 a night. Clay can get you 25. Draymond can't score. He's a scrub. But... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if he's a scrub, but okay. <laughs> he, he he's a role player. He's a scrub. He's a role player. I've, I've never been a great fan of Draymond. I feel like if he had a point guard, a actual normal point guard on the floor with him, his skills on the offensive end would be negated because he can't shoot. 
He has no moves. He can run an offense, but if you have a point guard that runs an offense, then his skills are negated. There's not as much need for Draymond. Defensively, he's phenomenal. I was strictly talking on offense. Um, yeah. Well, so if you are Kevin Durant, is there a team mm-hmm. that you would? Is there a team that you would take a meeting with? Is there a team you would consider? I mean, if somebody teams? wants to meet, if someone wants to meet with me, yeah, of course, I would definitely take a meeting. And if I was him, I would look elsewhere. Maybe I would possibly look elsewhere, but I don't think his mind is there. It looks like he still wants to win championships, still wants to win the Finals MVPs, and I guess you can't fault him for that. He is winning Finals MVP at the end of the day, so he is balling on this team. And I guess he's looking at his legacy from. A standpoint of years down the years down the road when they're just looking at how many rings you have rather than how did you right. get them. That's it, how I feel like how he's looking. You know, that's a good point because it's the opposite of LeBron. LeBron's you know we're exactly. gonna remember LeBron for long, longevity and exactly and consistent like consistent greatness over, over a long period of time. Yeah. yeah, and and that's why the arguments and the comparison with with MJ. Although I, I hate those conversations, Me too. they hold water because he's done it for a decade straight. Uh, whereas Durant, you know, he's going to have the rings. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to compare him or say he's on the, you know, that Robert Ory's in that class, but Robert Ory's got a whole bunch of rings, but no one ever remembers mm-hmm. who he is or what he did. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Big Shot, you know, Big Shot Rob just, I mean, he, he was awesome. And he, yeah, I think but he, he was a role player, though. He, he was had, a role player. I think he's got eight rings. I think he's got eight. I think it's seven. I think it's seven. It might be seven. I don't have to. Yeah, go back seven or eight. It's one. It's definitely one of them. Seven or eight. Did you see? So Skip Bayless had a had his own little hot take a couple of days back, and he said, you know, the Lakers have enough money to sign Durant and LeBron. Any chance you see that happening? Me personally, I don't see that happening. Would you want number it to one? Happen? No, I definitely don't want that to happen either. No way, not at all. <laughs> I mean, I'm not excited. That's a freak to see show. That. That'd be. I mean, they could have me and you out there playing with that. Exactly. We, we'd win fifty games. So exactly. <laughs> that I, would be I'm, fun. I'm not excited to see that at all. And I don't think the NBA would allow that. To be honest, you, I mean, you never know. The NBA works in interesting ways, and I think that's a bit much having KD and LeBron on the same team. I think it's a tad much. And also, I might lose respect for both of them if they do that. Uh, I agree I mean, with you on that. Where's the competition, fellas? Where's the competition? I know that'd be like Chuck leaving the uh, the Sixers or the Suns to go play with uh, with Scotty and Michael and the Bulls. So yeah, exactly. Sense. Like, come on, man, I don't want to see that. How about Paul yeah, George? Where do you see him going? Oh, I see him going to L.A. Easily, sure. without a doubt, hundred percent. I think he's in L.A. I think he's already had his bags packed from OKC. I think Philly is a distant shot. Houston is another distant shot for Paul George. I think he's going to take a meeting with those guys, but ultimately, I think he's going to L.A., without a doubt. What about Carmelo? Carmelo's an interesting one. So, I was talking about this one of my friends. I think he's most definitely either opting out or he's getting a buyout from OKC, but 100% he's leaving. I see him going to Houston, number one, as his top choice. I see him either engineering a sign-and-trade to Cleveland if LeBron does decide to leave. Oh Maybe oh it's God. possible. I'm telling you. And you know who would listen? OKC would listen to offer for Kevin Love for Melo. They would actually do that. And I bet you the Cleveland Cavaliers would do that as well. And um, also why would because the, they why tried would the to Cavs do, do it. Hmm? Like, why would the Cavs do it? You give up you Well, give Melo's up your... a better fit, though. Melo's a better fit with LeBron because LeBron wants somebody else who can get a bucket on his own without him having to hand give him a basket. Kevin Love can't really get his own shot as much anymore. He can't. Melo can still get you his own shot. I mean, he may be inefficient, but he can still get you a bucket yeah, when you can. need one. And that's what LeBron wants. Remember, 
Remember what's what is what is LeBron lack? Him him being a closer. Melo can close you a game. Kevin Love is not a closer. He just floats around for periods of the game. Melo will put his impact on the game if you give him more shots. And that's what he wants, right? So I might keep Melo happy. And number three, I think a distant shot. I see Melo taking a nice look at Philly also. I think Philly would be a nice fit for him, especially if they don't get LeBron. No Washington? No Wizards love for Melo? I I do like Melo in Washington, but I just don't feel like Washington can afford him. That's the problem. I mean, we got to dump Otto. Nothing happens in Washington unless we can get Otto's contract. If if Otto wasn't there, I definitely would say Melo is an option, but it's really strictly about money. If OKC is going to lose Melo and Paul George, Mm-hmm. Otto's not a bad piece there. I mean, he he's a three. Oh no, that's true. He's yeah, a three and that would guy. be nice. He'll, I agree. You know why not? And just to that would definitely be an option. He'll go there and be an all star and probably win a championship because that's that's how the curse has worked in DC for so many years. <laughs> yeah, I don't go that far. I don't think OKC is winning any title. Well, <laughs> look. I mean, I'll tell you. To me, Russ is must must watch, and I watch. I, I every time he's on TV, I can't turn it off. I love the mm-hmm. intensity he plays with. I love the energy he plays with. I love that he he demands the best out of his teammates, and I'm surprised that you know we haven't heard more stories about him and Melo getting into it because Melo, as we know, you know he he cares about the one side of the court and not so much on the other side. You know the defense is really lacking these days. So, it is. Um, you know, and he's not as young as he was, so he can't. He's not James Harden, where people just are in in you know consumed with his mm-hmm. offensive prowess. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to play some defense. And, yeah, definitely. You know, and frankly, hard. He's got to like be on the right team. Melo, he just has to be on the right team, man. He, I, he has to max. I mean, he is terrible on defense, but I feel like if you can get the best out of him, like somebody like a Chris Paul or a LeBron, him and Russ, it was a kind of an odd fit, though. Honestly, he he was put into a weird system. They asked him to be a role player, and Melo, he's not one of those dudes. He's pretty stubborn. Let's be real, he's stubborn and. He didn't know how to adjust to being a, a role player, a third wheel. I don't feel like his heart was over there at OKC. He just looked lackadaisical all year. He looked lackadaisical as hell. You think so there's a I chance? Like, yeah. You mm-hmm. think there's a chance that uh, that Blake Griffin gets traded out of that Detroit position he's in? <sighs> Damn, that would be messed up though, right? Wouldn't it be <laughs> if he gets traded? <laughs> Damn, I would feel bad for the guy. I'm not gonna lie, I would feel I would feel really bad. But I think there's definitely a chance. Hell yeah, there's a chance. I mean, I don't there's a chance of everything. I, you look at exactly. I mean, you know him and I. Th- I can see Dwayne Casey kind of coaching him up and doing some things. Yeah, me too. I see yeah. Detroit. I mean, if they keep him and decide they're gonna, you know, build around him a little bit, I think there's quite a few pieces and, and people that would want to go play with him in Detroit. You, um, you know who I was thinking of? Who's a who might be a nice fit for Detroit? Think about this, Joe. Um, Isaiah Thomas. You're you're really big on Isaiah Thomas. The the guy is not good. I'm not big. I'm just he's saying. not good. He's just terrible. <laughs> he could get you twenty, Joe. He could get you twenty. But he's gonna give up twenty one. So what's the point? What, what's well, the, you got to put a great. I mean, they got Andre Drummond back there. They got a big boy who could control the rim. Yeah, that's why. That's why I look at them and uh, like if but Paul there's a George lot of players really like thinking, that though. There's a lot of players who are who are liabilities on one end of the floor. And are great on the other side. There's a lot of NBA players like that, so you can't even just single Isaiah out. It's just because he's short, yeah, you know. But there's a lot of guys. Oh, but he who also are runs his mouth. Lacking. He also runs his mouth a lot you know, for an injured yeah. guy. Who in Detroit, he'll be quiet though. What is there to run your mouth about in Detroit? <laughs> Think about nothing. it. About Blake? There's yeah, there's nothing there. You know, exactly. But, so yeah. it's quiet town. <laughs> you know, yeah, Paul George. Maybe I think if they decide to keep that that court in Detroit in place, he would be a really nice piece there too. So, but that's a hard would, sell. That's a hard exactly. sell. Exactly. He's not that's going back exactly to the why he Midwest. No way. No way. No way. 
Anyway, my man, uh, Justin, yes. thank you for coming on. Where can everyone find the podcast and you and all your musings? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JustBlaze underscore 513. That's J-U-S-B-L-A-Z-E underscore 513. Um, you can find the show above the rim on all podcast platforms, wherever you can find the show, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that good stuff. Um, go check me out every week, man. It's a great show. And Joe. Thanks again for having me, man. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure, my guy. Always. <laughs> You're too kind, sir. You're too kind. But everyone yes, that's sir. listening, give the man a follow. Check out the show. He does good work. Um, yeah, let's Go keep caps. this going. Hey, that's right. Now, now, now you're talking my language right now. We're, yes, we're a hockey town now. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm, gonna, happy. I'm happy for you guys, man. Thank you. Thank you. For, we're no happy problem. too. Uh, we're going to keep in touch through the off season here. Definitely. Um, maybe, do a, maybe do one or two shows um, you know, leading up to the start of the season. And definitely- of uh, we hope to have you as a regular in the rotation come NBA no season problem. next year. So thank you for making time. For everyone listening, this has been DTC. We don't have a new name yet. It's probably coming soon. If you have suggestions, let us know. Tweet at us or get at us on Twitter. Send us an email, whatever. Um, for the, for Nats fans, we know we haven't forgotten about the Nats at all. we got a Nats show in the queue for tomorrow, Wednesday. So make sure you check that out. And for those that are getting ready for the World Cup, we got a show coming up on Thursday, a deep dive, one-hour special, previewing the entire tournament, picking some favorites. It's going to be a fun roundhouse, uh, roundtable, not roundhouse. It'll be a fun roundtable of discussion. Uh, that one's going to actually be on Facebook Live. It'll be simulcast. We're going to have seven, maybe eight people on that one. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Anyway, for now, thank you for listening. This has been DTC. The NBA Finals are over. This NBA season is over. The hockey season is over. We have baseball, and we have some drafts, and football is really just around the corner, but we got the World Cup, and we got a whole lot to talk about. Thank you, everyone, for listening. My name is Joe. This has been DTC. We are out.